Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, Stories to Fall Asleep to, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Favel, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. Today's theme is one which I have a specific affinity for. It is the Chinese Zodiac Tiger, of which I am one. I am actually a fire tiger, if you care to look into that kind of stuff. As I said before, I don't really believe in horoscopes, but I love reading things and matching them and finding coincidences and things. And I really do think that the fire tiger description does depict me fairly well, both in the pros and the cons, so... (laughs) Tigers are noble and fearless, and are respected for their courage, even from those working against them. Tiger people are daring fighters, and they are capable of standing up to the better end for what they think is right. Although they could be selfish from time to time in the little things, they are capable of great generosity. Again, our validation space comes from Dorak Peck. Improving mental health services in low-to-medium-income countries is not as costly as some may think. An investment of only 2 to $4 per capita would have a major impact on millions of lives. Each year, serious mental illnesses cost the U.S. almost $200 billion in lost earnings. Now, in truth, I don't know how they came up with these calculations, but that seems really egregious. And to think that even rounding up $5 per person is not a huge investment. I think anyone who has $5 would be willing to give that to someone if it meant that the impact on that person's life would be immensely beneficial. And to see that, for example, with the U.S., there's lost earnings there because of mental health issues. If we only, again, focused more on the prevention and accepted that mental health needs to have more of a priority, that people can't just push it away and say, you just need to get out more and you need to go walking and sit in the sun and you'll be fine. Stop being oversensitive. No, that's just not how it is. That neurodivergent people exist and their issues are valid. And even if someone is quote unquote normal or average, they can still go through a trauma that they need to work through in order to go back to how things were or a new normal, so to speak, and how that would actually benefit in the long run. I think, again, as a generalization society, we focus so much on instant gratification that there is no discipline of investment and time. And if you just stepped back and prepared a healthier foundation, they'll flourish, you know, in the end, like um, like planting a flower, you know? You don't get the bloom immediately. You have to put it in the girth, earth and water it and give it time to fully grow. And obviously, if a gardener walked by and saw that that flower had mites, they would put down pesticides or they would put down more fertilizer if it realized that the the earth was a little bit dry, right? Because they want to see that flower flourish. Why don't we do that with our children? Why don't we do that with our neighbors? Obviously, I'm not going to fix that with this podcast, but I think we just need to spread that new mentality out there and really try as individuals in our community to make an effort to be better for the commonality, you know. But I digress, I've talked long enough. (laughs) 
But first, as always, let's start with a brief mindfulness meditation. Close your eyes and take a posture that is relaxed, taking care to keep your back and neck in alignment. As you get situated, really notice your body, feeling the weight of your body on the chair, the bed, the floor, or wherever you may be in this moment. Notice the position of your feet and any sensations you can feel with them. Locate your legs and the blunt pressure on whatever seat you are on. Feel any sensations in your arms and make sure your shoulders are soft. Where are your hands resting? What are they feeling? Acknowledge any tension that you feel in your muscles and allow your body to express itself, being present in the moment. Just be aware of the tension or whatever may be happening in your body. Simply note the communication with a simple thought of, I hear you, that's how it is right now. Bring your focus to your breath, but don't alter it in any way. Just feel your body's natural rhythm as you inhale and exhale. Feel the oxygen enter your lungs, that slight hitch between inhale and exhale, and the sensation of the air exiting your lungs with another micro-moment between breaths. Let's extend our awareness to our mind. What thoughts or feelings or perceptions are present right now? Again, we are just noting these thoughts and feelings in this moment. Don't try to push or shut down any sense of discomfort or unpleasant feelings, but don't dwell on them either. Simply validate them with a simple acknowledgement, such as, that's okay, that's how it is right now. Keeping the connection you have with your body, reach your hands above your head, stretching your arms. Tense up the muscles as you breathe in and hold them in place for just a moment. And now, as you release the breath, relax your muscles and place your arms back to where they were resting comfortably before. Let's repeat this once more. Raising your hands above your head, tense your muscles in your arms and shoulders as you breathe in and hold the position as you hold your breath for just a short count of four. Then release your breath as you release your muscles and rest your arms back to where they were. Now focus back to your breathing and notice how you can relax by taking slow, deep breaths in and releasing your breath slowly out. Breathe in, hold your breath, and breathe out slowly. Breathe in and out. Keep breathing deeply, gently, and slowly. Now, notice your whole body as being present. Be aware of every part at once, as best you can, as you continue to softly and deeply breathe in and out. If you are preparing yourself for bed, continue to breathe in and out, and just listen to my voice, but do not follow. If you need to ready yourself to get back to your day, then let us now widen our spatial awareness by using our other senses. 
What sounds do you hear in the room other than my voice? Are there any smells you can recognize? Feel the item on which you are resting with all of your body and imagine it in your mind. Try to picture it as accurately as you can without opening your eyes just yet. And now, take a deep breath in on an inhale of four. Hold your breath for a count of four. And on an audible sigh, release your breath as you open your eyes and fully come back. And now, here's the story. How the Tiger Got His Stripes, an Aesop fable, adapted by Birdie. A long time ago, when animals still had the power of speech, a white, stripeless tiger crept to the edge of the jungle and looked out at the paddy fields where the rice grew. He saw a man sitting under a banana tree eating his lunch. Not far away stood a buffalo, who was also taking a rest from his work plowing the fields. The great beast swished his tail to swipe away the flies. The tiger crept forward on his belly, using his powerful arms to pull himself through the grass, and when he was just behind the buffalo, he whispered, Do not be afraid. I do not come to satisfy my hunger, but to seek your advice. Do tell me the answer to my question, for I am curious to know. I have been observing the puny little man who is your master. He has no strength, no sharp sense of smell. His hands are not strong and his teeth are not sharp. Yet he rules you and makes you work for him. You, on the other hand, are a magnificent beast of great and wonderful strength. You are twenty times his weight and size, and I know to my cost that you can put up a fair fight with the best of the beasts of the jungle. I have heard that the source of man's power is something called wisdom. So tell me, O oh buffalo, what is wisdom? Where does the man get it from? The buffalo munched slowly on his grass for a while before answering, Breach me, I've no idea. Why don't you ask him? The tiger saw that he would not get a sensible answer from the buffalo, and so he sprang over to the man in one great bound, and as he stood before the trembling farmer, he said, Have no fear, little man, for I have not come to satisfy my hunger. I am here in search of wisdom. Do answer my question, please, for it perplexes me. What is this thing that men call wisdom? What does it look like? Where does it come from? Will you not share some of it with me? The man wiped the sweat of fear from his forehead and said as calmly as he could, Wisdom is very precious. Must I really give some of it to you? The choice is yours, said the tiger. But you hear that sound? It is my stomach rumbling. I have not slept or eaten for three days. So perplexed have I been by this question. But now I'm starting to feel like I could do with a bite to eat. And the man could indeed hear a low rumbling sound. He replied to the tiger, Well, of course I will gladly share my wisdom with you, but I'm afraid I have left it at home today. I must go and fetch it for you. If you come back with me, I'm afraid the villagers will take fright. Will you wait here for a while? The tiger walked around the man menacingly before giving his reply. I will wait, but be sure to come back, or I will visit you in your field again tomorrow, and the next time I might be more hungry than inquisitive. The man started to walk out of the field, but he had taken only a few steps when he turned back and said, Please forgive me. I am troubled by the thought of leaving a hungry tiger here with my animals. Will you let me tie you to this tree while I am away fetching the wisdom? That way my fears will be at rest. The tiger was afraid that the man would change his mind about sharing his wisdom. 
He thought of the great power that only a little wisdom would give him, how with his strength and with just the little of man's wisdom, he would rule every creature that walked, slithered, swam, or flew across the world. He wanted this prize so much that he agreed to let the man coil a rope around his body and his legs and tie him to the trunk of the banana tree. A little later, the man returned to the field with his three sons, each carried armfuls of dry straw. Here I have kept my side of the bargain. I have brought you wisdom, said the man, and he and his sons laid the straw on the ground beneath the tiger. Then the man set a light to it. Bright orange flames leapt up and burned the tiger. He roared with pain, until at last the fire seared through the ropes, and he sprang to freedom and bounded for the river, where he soothed his burnt fur in the cooling waters. In time, the wounds of the tiger healed, but forevermore his body bore orange stripes where the flames had burned him, and black ones where the ropes had bound him. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support this podcast and become a sponsor, you will find an Etsy link in the description below. Thank you for your consideration. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.